Welcome back to the Energetics of Everything, your favorite place to learn about all things wealth, health, and personal development from an energetic perspective. If you are someone who is in pursuit of both being the best version of yourself and creating a wildly impactful life, then this is the place for you. Throughout this podcast, you will learn how to use my hindsight as your foresight as you identify your purpose, optimize your behavior patterns, and create a ripple effect of positive change that your soul knows you're capable of. My name is Eden Carpenter, and I am so excited to be a part of your personal growth today. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Energetics of Everything. I have a really fun episode planned for you today. We're going to talk about applying human design, and I'm actually going to take you through the process of what I am currently doing with my design or how I'm taking a piece of information and applying it currently. I have been getting this nudge for the past couple of months to focus on the variables in my human design. And if you're not familiar with what the variables are, it's the entire system that is underneath the four arrows with the move that I had a couple of months ago and dynamics changing in my relationship and location things and environment differences and work challenges and everything has been changing lately. I've been coming back to my design to create those foundational habits and create that sense of consistency and routine in my life that keeps me really, really grounded. So of course, I talk so much about coming back to center and coming back to who you are in the moment when you are in a moment where you're feeling overwhelmed, where you're feeling like things are going chaotically. I have been really focusing on the variables because the variables talk about your environment. They talk about your perspective. They talk about what you should be looking at. They talk about how you take in things and how you interact with life, how you digest food. A lot of it is about a lot of the things in the variables is related to taking care of yourself and creating this personal transformation. When you're embodying the variables, you go through the four transformations. I've studied the variables many times. I've printed out all of the lecture notes that I can find on the internet and I've highlighted them, I've annotated them. I have my notes and it's still a system that I feel like it's at the edges of my understanding. What I mean by this is I have information that I'm learning that I know And then there's information that I really, truly understand, and I can go anywhere with it. With the variables, it still feels like I'm primarily relying on memorization. And when I go back to, let's say, think about a specific topic in the variables, I feel like I'm speaking from a textbook. It's almost like I just read the content and then I'm making a presentation on it for a class and it's there, but it's just not quite the way that I want it to be. It's not the embodied understanding that I have wanted it to be. And I've played with my environment. I have played with my digestion. I've played with all of the variables content in real life myself, but it hasn't quite resonated and hasn't quite clicked yet. So it just tells me that there's another evolution. There's another step. There's another layer here for me. And so I'm going to go a little bit deeper in this area. And what would you know? Right now I have the perfect opportunity to do so with this new environment change and with all of the personal life changes that are coming with 
a big change like environment. I am very, very environment focused. There's so many aspects of my chart that say my environment is extremely important to me. And it is, it's something that's very important to me. When I was living on my, what was it? My Uranus line in my astrocartography chart for six years, it was very chaotic and it was actually pretty damaging for my nervous system because there was a lot of this like rebirth challenge, rebirth challenge, destroy everything, burn it to the ground, build it back up again in a new way, learn lessons, the hard way energy that I was experiencing for the last six years. Moving here, even though I had an experience where I was taking a step back from working really hard. That was when I quit my job. I moved into that space of working full-time from home. And then I had this like, okay, rest, relax, maybe focus on my routines. I had that in the last location that we were in, but it's feeling a lot different in this house. And I don't know why, but it feels a lot different. It feels like a whole new level. So the first thing that I did when I was getting this nudge to go back into the variables and go back into really focusing on these daily routines and daily practices that support me and make me feel good and make me feel like I'm operating in my best. I wanted information from other people. I was looking for other people's perspectives. This is usually my process. As soon as I decide that it's time, the exact resource that I need just pops up into my world. The person that I need pops up into my world. That's just how everything has worked. That's how I've hired my team. That's how I have brought in like my relationship. That's how I've made friends. It's always been this, I make a decision. And then the perfect person who happens to also be the resource that I am looking for comes into my world. So I set the intention that I was going to learn a little bit more. I was going to get a reading. I was going to do a session. I was going to do something with the variables and Vanessa Henry popped up in my inbox saying that this was the last chance to get one of her variables readings. <laughs> I laughed myself, of course, and then I purchased the reading because that's exactly what I was looking for. And I fully believe in that quote, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear because everything that I've been looking for shows up in my world. And so if you need proof, if you need an example, if you need permission for that to be true for you as well, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So you don't have to look for answers. You don't have to look for mentors. The right people will show up for you when you're ready for your next step. I truly believe that. So this information popped up for me and I am really excited to get into this reading. And I love Vanessa. I love her energy. I love her interpretations. She's excited to do the reading and I receive it. My process with learning human design and applying it is I'm going to go through it as much as I want to. I'm going to go through it as much as it feels good to me. So I got the reading and it was in the afternoon. I got it. And moments after I open it, I am listening to it already. I listened to it while I was cooking dinner. I had my notebook out and I was taking some notes, just the main things that stood out to me. The first time I go through anything, and this is kind of just my 6-2 process, but the first time I go through anything, I'm going to look at what naturally stands out to me? What are the main important things? And then I'll go back through and I'll go into detail a little bit more, but I just go based off of that sacral, ooh, that's exciting. Ooh, that's exciting. Ooh, that's exciting. I just look for the really big, bright topics that pop out for me. So I listened to the recording. She gave me a recording and a transcript, which was perfect because I am both audio and a visual learner. I get this information and I am writing it in my journal. I write down my notes for the first time and then I go back through the next day and I started reading through the transcripts and taking more detailed notes. 
And then yesterday, so this is over the span of, I think, four days. I've listened to it once through. I have started going through the transcript. I'm about halfway through the transcript currently, taking more detailed notes. And then I listened to it again yesterday from a different perspective while I was moving again. I was cleaning out my house. And then I'm probably going to go back to finish the transcripts today or tomorrow, whenever it feels good. This is usually my process. I will usually go over a piece of information three to four times before I'm ready to actually start taking action on it. It's kind of like I need to feel it through in my process. And so I want to get involved in the information. This is probably why the variables content hasn't really come through me the way that I wanted it to is because while I've experimented with it and kind of dedicated a period of time towards working with it twice before, this will be the third time that I'm really dedicating to it. So this is the third layer. This is like the third try. And this is where I usually start to actually get information. This is where I actually get feedback. So what I mean by applying this information to my life, I'm going to take a couple of the things that we talked about in that reading, and I'm going to show you what I'm doing with it. My goal is always to create change with the information that I am bringing to the world. We can blame this on my conscious son, but my gate 34.6, my goal is to embody change. 34 is about cultivating the energy and cultivating the excitement and that sacral response to life. It's really cultivating the life force energy to build, create, and manifest change into existence because we have this integration circuitry, which is about seeing separation. I was talking about this recently on the sacred success kickoff call that we did. But there's this concept of in order to integrate something, you must first recognize the separation in order to make two things, because integration is taking separate things and it's bringing them into one. If you're incorporating ingredients, I think about cooking. If you're incorporating the eggs, you're making it so that the eggs don't look like eggs in the mixture anymore. It's not flour and eggs. It's a dough. It's incorporated. You have to recognize that at first the two things are separate. If you are trying to make like, let's say pasta, you're not going to be able to make pasta dough. If you're just messing with the eggs, or if you've got like a handful of flour, you have to incorporate them. You can't just throw both of them. (laughs) I'm just imagining like throwing eggs and flour and water and trying to make it turn into pasta. The things aren't incorporated. You have to incorporate things. We have the experimentation, which is to me, again, if we're using this pasta analogy, that's the cooking of the pasta. But if you're making the dough, that's the integration. That's where you're taking the ingredients that are available to you, the information that's available to you, and you're transforming it into something else. This is integration. This is embodiment to me. I feel like if you're not embodying, if you're not sharing information that is slightly different than what you learned, you're not integrating it. You're not adding your own spice. You're not adding your own flavor at all. And then what's the point? What's the point of just repeating things that you've learned before? Now, I know that there's one line profiles out there and there are lots of people where it's really aligned to be bringing people back to the foundational information. But I still think that you can do it in your own flavor, in your own way, in your own method. You can add your own spice to it somehow, whether that's just like adding different colors. It can be the same information, but different colors presented in a different way, presented in a different energy. Just make it your own, make it authentic. That's what I'm trying to say here. So let me try and get back to my point because tangents usually throw me off track just a little bit, but I'm sure that I can find it. Let's see. We were talking about creating change. 
Integration. My point with integration is that I am always focused on, and it's my life's work. This gate 34 and 20 are both big placements for me. My life's work is about integrating things. And so the first step of integration is to recognize and accept that the two things that you're trying to integrate are separate in the current moment. If you're trying to go from here to there, you have to recognize that here and there are separate. You are not there yet. And that's fine. It's okay to be both in the present moment and grateful for exactly what's happening and also want more. It's natural. It's human. It's evolutionary to also want more. So we're always going to want more. We're always going to want to integrate new things, embody new things, experience new things. And we can also still be grateful for the things in the moment. Wanting more is not a bad thing. The first step of integration is recognizing that here and there are separate where you are right now and where you want to go is not the same. And as soon as you do this, you're able to see the steps that are going to show up or the steps that are necessary to get from where you are here to where you want to go. I was recognizing that I am not where I want to be, obviously, with my embodiment of the variables content. My environment's not where I want it to be. My focus isn't quite where I want it to be. There's a couple of things that are just not quite where I want them to be. And that's fine. I'm always going to be correcting things. That's just a part of who I am. I was recognizing that I'm not where I want to be. So I'm taking this information and I'm looking at what are the things that she said that really stood out to me. And I'm going to take those pieces of information and I want to create change. If I'm going to be learning about my environment, how can I use what I'm learning about my environment to actually change my environment? I learn information and I'm usually prompted to dive deeper into a topic. It becomes relevant for me and I get excited about it. I want to respond to it when it's something that I'm going to need. The variables content, the first time I read it was out of curiosity. It was just pure curiosity. I wanted to know everything about human design. The second time that I read it, I was kind of doing it from the space of almost a little bit of force, almost a little bit of like this proving energy. I wanted to dive deeper into it because it was an area that I I saw I wasn't mastered in and it felt really advanced. I was like, oh, well, it's the advanced side of human design. So obviously I have to master that first, very many Jen trying to skip steps. I dove into it again and I took lots and lots of notes and I was really trying to grasp it mentally and it just wasn't clicking again. I'm memorizing the basic facts and I understand the basic principles, but there's still some things that I need to contemplate deeper in order to really get it in my own language. Since that's my goal, since that's something that I am asked to do very often, it's something that I am obviously checking in on. It's like in my awareness field. So why would I not be checking in on it? and seeing if it's relevant. The information shows up when you're ready to dive deeper into it. And so I was ready to dive deeper into the variables content. Obviously it showed up for me. My environment is not quite where I want it to be because it still feels like we're moving in and we're putting the final touches on it. And so there's a lot of decisions to be made. With an emotional authority, decisions can be overwhelming sometimes. I get decision fatigue when I have to make too many decisions. So I was at a point where I'd energetically gone through all of my emotional energy and decision-making. I couldn't make any more decisions about my house and the direction that I wanted to go with it, like how I wanted to decorate it, the textures that I wanted, the furniture that I wanted, artwork on the walls, things like that, the things that make it feel like an actual home, which those details are so important for me because in my design, I'm a mountain's environment. 
and I'm a passive environment. This passive environment means that my environment has to be relaxing. I have to be able to just relax and be very, very, very relaxed. I can't think of another word right now. (laughs) It's not supposed to activate me. It's not supposed to energize me. It's actually supposed to make me feel calm and relaxed. I wanted to create a calm environment, but everything that I was doing just wasn't quite calming the way that I wanted it to be. But that calming energy is so important for my nervous system. It's important for the work that I do. It's important for my ability to create. All of those things affect me very intensely. So I was recognizing that it's time for me to improve my environment because right now that's the thing that's limiting me. Right now, that's the thing that is just the glaring red flag. So it's the area of frustration. It's my design is telling me, my body is telling me this is something that is not always making me feel relaxed. So something's off there. All of my awareness and all of my focus is on this environment aspect. So obviously that's the next step for me. I look at the relevant information. I trust that the relevant information is actually going to show up. And when I'm trying to apply something, I'm looking at my behaviors and my identity. There's two ways that we can embody something and where we can integrate something. In my opinion, it has to do with the actions that you're taking and the energy that you're in. So it's kind of like the energy that you're in, energetic work and thought work are very, very similar to me. And that's probably because when I'm thinking through something, I'm also probably feeling it through as well. I have that emotional awareness as well. But to me, those are both this identity concept because you have this mental concept, like the thoughts that you think, I don't know, I put all of that in in this identity label or this energetic label, and then everything else is behavioral. If you want to change the behavior, this is where a lot of people will try to change the behavior before the identity work is really put into place. What happens when you take the aligned action without aligning with the energy and without aligning with the design is you might manifest things really quickly But if they're not in harmony, you're going to start to reject it after a while. This is where you might beg to win the lottery or you're like really trying to win the lottery and then you win the lottery, but then you lose it. You did the actions enough. The behavior was correct. You actually got what you wanted to get. You created what you wanted to create, but the identity thing is separate. Most of the time when we're looking at a goal, I see my environment, the actual physical acts of changing my environment. Yes, there's physical actions that need to happen, but I know that the physical actions are going to be pointless unless I'm in the right energy. So that's why I'm hesitant to take action until I'm in the right energy is because I know it's going to be pointless. If I start painting the walls in my house, random colors, and I just go based off of whatever my gut says in the moment, it may not actually be what I want. And it may not actually make me have that calm sensation that I'm searching for in my environment. So I have to look at, it's not just that I want a pretty house. It's that I want a pretty house that makes me feel a certain way. There's an external experience and there's an internal experience here. I want to be a person in my undefined G center. I want to receive, I want to be the person who has a really calming environment that's easy to relax in. That's my desire. I have to recognize that they're separate. The actions are one thing, but the the energy that I'm creating 
the energetic thing that I am receiving is also present in that desire. So I'm desiring two things. And so I want to look at any information that's possible for me to get guidance on what I can do in my environment because undefined G center also doesn't know where to go. Sometimes it doesn't know what's me. It doesn't know what direction to go. So it can be a little bit indecisive. When you're applying your human design, I think that it's important to not try and go in a specific pattern with the information. I don't think that there's one way to go through this information. I don't think there's one perfect starting point. I think that wherever you're coming from, human design is a tool that can deepen your awareness. Obviously, you're going to have to learn the foundations of the system a little bit, but honestly, you don't have to. If you want to understand the system, yes, but if you come to human design and let's say I give you one specific insight around one specific gene key, you have no idea how the entire system works, but you know that one piece of information, you might be able to apply that. You might be able to create change in your identity and your behavior with that one piece of information without knowing the entirety of the human design system. The identity work, when you're creating change in your identity, this is where you're seeing yourself as capable of doing the thing. This is where the thought work, the inner work, the stories we tell ourselves, the attachments that we have to who we've been, who we might be, our potential, our desires, the things that we're going, our expectations. When we have those attachments, it's an identity thing. And that can hold us back from creating what we want to create when we're taking the aligned actions, or even if we're taking these aligned actions. The behaviors are going to be the actual physical things that you are doing versus the identity work. So when we're doing identity work and when I'm integrating human design information with my identity, I start to just see myself through that lens. What does it look like to be a 6'2 emotional manifesting generator? That's an identity that I've really cultivated. That's a concept that I can come back to. That's something that I feel really solid in. I feel really solid in my 6'2 emotional manifesting generator because I've been introducing myself that way for over four years now. I didn't start my human design experiment with that, but I started introducing myself that way years ago. That's an identity that I have built over time. And that's something that I come back to. And that's a comfortable place for me to express myself in is the six to emotional manifesting generator. That's something I can embody when I'm in my undefined G center and don't know what to embody. We've got this identity piece. And so based off of that, I will look at who is that version of me in this environment. So how does the six to emotional manifesting generator work? Like how do I relax in that? How does that passive environment style affect me? How does that mountains environment affect me? How is creating that environment going to support the 6-2 manifesting generator? If those two things are connected, I'm really just connecting the current identity that I have, the current concept of who I am, where I am, (laughs) my identity of where I am, I'm connecting it to where I want to go. So if the environment where I want to go is this peaceful, calming, passive environment style that really creates this like mountains energy and has this touch cognition under it, if that's what I want to be creating, if that's the desire that I have, I'm connecting that to, of course, the the feelings of peace, the feelings of relaxation, but I want to look at how is that actually going to affect me? How it's going to affect me is if the 6-2 manifesting generator is in the right environment, 
I'm going to feel safe in my hermit energy. I'm going to actually be able to tune into my energy. I'm going to be able to connect with my inner vision. I'm going to be able to see the things that I need to see. I'm going to be able to relax enough to meditate, to actually connect with my manifestations. I'm going to be able to channel content. I'm going to be able to feel energized enough to show up for my work fully. All of this magic opens up when that environment is aligned. All of this magic opens up. So I'm connecting that identity because all of this magic is opening up when you fix the environment. All of these amazing things that I really desire will happen for me with this environment. This environment really supports me in that energy. I'm not putting pressure on the environment to create the thing that I want to create. I'm focusing on both. They think that this is really important because when we're doing identity work, we actually want to be creating that internal experience in this moment. And so in this moment, regardless of what's going on in my environment, I want to find relaxation. I want to go to places that make me relaxed. I want to start cultivating the internal sensations and those internal desires now, as well as doing the physical things to create the actual change that I'm doing. I want to do the behavioral things, but I also want to do the identity things and the internal work and the energetic work. So I'm going to intentionally relax more, even though my house is not quite perfect yet. And there's still a lot of projects that I want to do. There's things right now that are making me feel much more relaxed. Like yesterday I was able to light a bunch of candles and I was able to like sit in the living room and just really relax into the silence, the stillness, the colors, the textures, the space, all of the things in the space. So I was able to really relax into that. And I did that intentionally of just sitting there and being in this relaxed energy and telling myself, showing myself, look, you are in an environment that is very relaxing. You have already created an environment that supports you in feeling this way. You've already done this. You've already done this. You've already done this. You've already done this. So just look for the proof that I can already create this. And there's a piece of my identity that's also, I am constantly working on the future. I'm constantly planting seeds that I know will come to fruition later. I'm not focused on instant gratification. This is an identity thing. I see myself as somebody who is constantly making improvements. I see myself as someone who is constantly making improvements on themselves. I see myself as always growing. So anytime I'm taking the actions to grow, that's this thing that I will recognize myself for is like, look, you're doing the meditation thing. You're doing the journaling thing. Look, you're doing this thing. Because even though I've been journaling for like eight years I still sometimes have this voice in my head that says like, you're not journaling enough or you're not consistent enough, <laughs> or like you kind of do the practices, but you're not really that kind of person. There's still parts of my identity that will reject. You're not that person. You're not that person. And so I create consistency within my identity by showing myself every single time I am showing up in that energy. I say, look, this is what I'm doing. And so that's that focus that's really important for me and paying attention to things intentionally. It's the stories you're telling yourself and the internal experience that you're having, regardless of the situation that's outside of you. That's the identity work and the behavioral work. When I'm applying new things from my design to my life, I will look at that information against my identity. And then I will start to look at and label the feelings that I have with that identity. So if I go out to the marketplace and I am in a very like marketsy environment, I will look at how does my body feel in this environment? That makes sense that I have 
this like tension in my body whenever I'm around lots of people, (laughs) whenever I'm around large groups, there's always a little bit of tension in my body that makes sense to me because my ideal environment is very separated from the people around me. It's like a step back. It's on the mountaintop looking out, being able to see everything, being able to observe everything, but not feeling like I'm being watched. So that's the internal experience. I'll start to relate the internal experience to the identity of having this mountains environment. Like, oh, that's so me. I can get into that energy. I can play with that because that's what I'm here to explore in my undefined G center. And I know I've mentioned it like a dozen times on this episode. I'm here to explore the concept of identity. I'm here to explore who I get to be with the different things that I create, with the different feelings that I have, with the different thoughts that I have, with the different desires that I have, all of the different things that I do, I'm experiencing who I get to be. That's the thing that I receive. That's why identity work is really important to me. Then the behavioral thing. The behavioral thing is I am physically changing my environment to reflect my human design. When Vanessa mentioned that there's an element in my variables that talks about texture and touch and creating an environment that feels really good with my hands, with my skin, it made a lot more sense why comfort has always been such a high value for me. I am very touch sensitive. Last night, we have this one blanket that was on the couch and I put it over my legs and I was wearing shorts. And I said, I can't touch this. I cannot use this blanket. I know. And I handed it to my husband so that he could use it. And I took the soft one because it was so scratchy. And he's like, oh, it's not a big deal to me, but touch and textures and that feeling sensation, things against my skin, it's very important to me. I am much more conscious about how things feel in my environment, but she also suggested adding texture. And so I've added curtains everywhere. I brought in more artwork and I like textured artwork. It's interesting that I like textured artwork, but I do. I like artwork that's like, yes, just pictures, but also things that actually have like texture or paint on them. I like that texture. And so I am adding more of that wherever I can. There's a physical action there, but there's also this identity of allowing myself to be someone who likes texture, someone who likes texture in their environment is going to spend more time focusing on how things feel in their environment. I'm going to spend more time at the store going through and touching everything. That's always something I wanted to do. That's always been something I've been drawn to, but somehow this piece, this identity of, oh, my environment has this touch aspect to it gives me this permission slip and gives me this prompt to touch things more intentionally and see how they feel and allow that piece of information to impact my decision-making in the future. Now I feel more confident when choosing the things for my home or choosing elements for decoration and choosing like clothing even in the future. That's another thing that I'm going to work on here is my wardrobe, like organizing it, but also maybe moving out of just wearing t-shirts my entire life. (laughs) Probably not, but Maybe we'll see at one point I won't just wear t-shirts, but yeah, I'm going to be more intentional about allowing myself the time and the space to touch the things that I want to touch. So I'm changing behaviors. I'm changing my decision-making process. I'm gathering more information so that I'm focused on something that's actually important to me. So when I am choosing, let's say if in the future I have to get a new sofa or a new couch, I'm going to be very intentional about the texture of it. I'm going to touch the fabric a lot. I'm going to really feel into it as opposed to 
focusing a lot on how it looks. I have that inner vision. I think visually with furniture, we also just think about how it looks, but now I'm going to be intentional about how it feels as well. And I'm going to be intentional about spending time in my own home, appreciating and being grateful for and anchoring in to the emotions that are there. Even though I don't have all of the things that I want yet in my house, I'm still a work in progress. I'm going to spend more time going around and touching the fabrics. I'm going to spend more time appreciating the details, appreciating the textures, appreciating the textiles, appreciating the things that I can physically feel in my home. And that's also going to deepen that identity, deepen that experience, deepen that gratitude in the present moment. The reading gave me a lot of information, but it gave me the ability to anchor into the things in the present moment, to elevate the things in my environment that make me feel better, to use my environment more intentionally, to interact with my environment more intentionally, to possibly make better decisions about things for my environment in the future. I know a lot more and I feel a lot more confident in the area of environment because of that reading and because of that information. It's been four days since I got that reading. (laughs) And this is where I am with my integration. Yesterday, I spent all day changing things in my environment. It started with cleaning. I wanted to touch all of the things in my house and clean and make sure that the surfaces felt really good. So I went through and I cleaned the whole house. I exchanged some curtains. The curtains were a big thing this weekend. I exchanged some curtains that I had because I didn't like them anymore. I didn't like the color. I wanted more texture. I got some based on the texture that they brought into my environment. And then I spent some time intentionally playing with the textures. I even made an Instagram post about it. That one piece of information I have already been able to, within days, I haven't even finished the first round of studying that I'm really going to do with it. But within days, I have physically changed my environment. I've rearranged the furniture. I have purchased things. I have made upgrades. I have done a whole bunch of physical actions, but it's the identity piece that allowed that to happen. It's the identity piece that allowed me to make the decision in the store and not go up against my conditioning and this energy of like, oh no, here's what I want, but this is based off of my colors or this is what people will expect from me or this goes with things in my house, like anything like that. I'm not caught up in the non-self talk. I'm really excited about, and I'm really focused on the things that are actually for me. It made the decision-making so much easier yesterday. I got so much done because I wasn't in indecision and because it was simple and it was easy. And I was really able to make my judgments around what's a yes and what's a no. And I credit that to the information, the integration that I've done over the last couple of days. That is, I believe, everything that I wanted to say on how to apply your human design to your daily life. If you enjoy conversations like this that are really nitty gritty and really focused on the application, and if you want some really fun details about your human design chart to apply to your human design, I am doing a series called the Sacred Success Codes Masterclasses. Each of them is something that I have learned. It's a process that I've learned. It's a framework that I have put together over the past couple of years of playing with and integrating my design, as you got to see in this episode, very, very intensely. It's all business related. It's money related. It's energetics, human design, all of the fun things. So you can join us for the entire series or you can just go through and join the individual masterclasses. We're doing them every month for six months. 
I might do more. I might not. We will see at that time. But yeah, they are available. And that's what I wanted to tell you. Thank you so much for listening today. And I will talk to you in the next episode.